Aglo Smafrosh, you know say I use to the people. I you bring music to the people. My dad drove me frequently to the Luna Park as a kid. One of the games I enjoyed playing was the horse racing game. The Hippodrome, as we call it in Greece, which was played by max 10 players. The players were varying between kids and adults. I was around 7-8 years old by that time. Once all the seats were taken, the horn clinked and the race began. A few minutes later, I heard the horn again and I looked up and saw my horse first at the end line. I had won. The staff there handed over to me a big teddy bear and congratulated me. There were mostly adults playing against me, but I managed to win and finish first. My father was enthusiastic by my skills and he decided that I should play again, probably to verify my skills or my pure luck, who knows. We waited for a couple of minutes. The seats were filled once more and then the bell rang and a new race began. Surprisingly enough, I won again. And then we played again and I won for a third time. Three times in a row. And whenever we visited that Luna Park, I always won that particular game. Do you want to know how I won every time? No, I was not incredibly fast or accurate. Back then, of course. I also didn't know the reason of my success. But today, looking back at those days, I can pretty well understand why I won. I won by simply not looking at the other players. I spent zero seconds looking at where others were located on the terrain. I spent zero seconds to check where my horse was located on the run. Because that was what everybody was doing. They were all constantly looking down and then looking up on the board to see where they stand on the ranking. I didn't spend a single second watching where the horses were. I was only focused on getting the ball in the hole. And because I had no information over the stats, I couldn't feel discouraged if other players were ahead of me. And thus, I kept on throwing in the ball fast, steady and confident. So, my friend, this is where you set up yourself to fail. You constantly compare yourself to others and come up with frustrating conclusions about where you stand. You look at where others are standing and criticize yourself by constantly comparing stats and numbers. Oh my god, this guy has 50,000 likes on Facebook. I will never reach that point. Oh my god, this guy has 2,000 followers on SoundCloud. I will never be so successful. Oh my god, that guy has 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I will never be that famous. But Thank God I have more followers than him on Instagram. I am not a total loser. You momentarily comfort yourself. Well, you are a total loser because you keep comparing yourself to others. You can't say for someone that he is tall or short 
without bringing him in contrast with someone else. You see a guy in the street and you say that he is ugly. But what you mean is that he is ugly compared to the average person that you met in your life. If you take out all the people of the world, suddenly he is not ugly anymore because you don't have a comparison measurement in order to call him ugly. Another huge mistake that I kept making for years, if not decades, is that I got envious. Being jealous is a simple feeling, but the reaction of that feeling is catastrophical. Because in your attempt to catch up with your idols, you start to meme them and do what they do. But that won't work out for you. That guy has a website. I need one too. If you need a website, let this need come out of real need. If for example you need to host an online shop or sell a product or create a mailing list or something that requires a website, then okay, do it. Don't just do it because your competitor has one. Because this sets you up to lose. When something serves no specific purpose, it becomes time-consuming and money-consuming and works against you. Bypass all those distractions and think carefully what will really help you achieve your goals. Do you want to increase your streams? Then you don't need a bloody website. Do you need to sell t-shirts? Then you do need a bloody website. Do you need to produce more music? Then put your goddamn phone in the fridge. Because the moment you open it, you lose one hour watching YouTube videos. You are constantly being tempted because of your inadequacy to stop looking to what other people do. Here come some interesting thoughts concerning that matter. What is more effective than resisting a temptation? The answer is simple. Not having a temptation. But that is impossible. Because temptations grow inside us naturally and we have very small control over them. So what could be the next possible thing that you could do when temptation appears? Avoiding a temptation. Discarding a temptation. Bypassing a temptation. In 1972, a series of psychological experiments took place in Stanford. Scientists were making a study on delayed gratification. Researchers sat kids down in front of a marshmallow and told them, I am going to leave the room. If you don't eat the marshmallow, you will get another one when I come back, so you will eat two. The researchers left the room for about 15 minutes and watched the kids through hidden cameras. The kids stared at the marshmallow, held it in their hands, sniffed it and even snuck a lick. Only one third of those kids managed to resist the marshmallow. The researchers found out that children who were able to hold themselves in order to win the second marshmallow tended to have better life outcomes. I repeat, the kids who managed to hold themselves up for the reward were more successful in life later on. 
But how did the successful kids do it? Did they just grit their teeth and fearlessly stared the marshmallow down? No. As reported, the successful kids covered their eyes with their hands so they couldn't see the marshmallow. Some kids even talked to themselves. They sang, invented games with their hands in order to keep themselves distracted from the temptation. How extraordinary is that, my fellow producer? Those kids found the solutions that we grown-ups are unable to grasp. The kids that resisted did whatever they could to take their mind off the marshmallow and they didn't rely on brute willpower. They didn't stare down the marshmallow. Now, a marshmallow may be an easy task for an adult, but we still constantly use brute willpower to resist things. Another famous experiment by Roy Baumeister had 67 participants who hadn't eaten for a few hours walk into a room filled with fragrant chocolate chips cookies that were baked a bit earlier. They sat down to a table with two bowls, one filled with those warm, smelly hot chocolate chips cookies and one filled with radishes. Half of the people were told to eat the radishes and half of the people were told to eat the cookies. Afterwards, they had both groups work on a mentally stressing puzzle. The puzzle was actually impossible. The point was to see how long those people would keep on trying to solve it. The radish people gave up on the puzzle much faster than the cookie people, almost twice as fast. The conclusion is that the radish people were tired from using their willpower on resisting cookies, so they had less power to solve the puzzle. It seems that willpower draws on a limited stock of energy. Willpower is like a muscle, you can tire it out. So, if you use a lot of willpower on one particular thing, then you will be left with less willpower to use later on resisting temptations. I believe that all intuitively know that temptations are distracting. It's very hard to focus on your work if you are starving and it's even harder to solve equations when a supermodel sits right next to you wearing a short skirt. If seeing cookies cues a craving to eat cookies, just don't buy them, because it will be harder to resist having them inside your house, and eventually you will run out of willpower. If you are an alcoholic, choose to attend a milk bar, where there is actually no alcohol. If you are trying to think, just turn your phone off instead of resisting the temptation to check your phone when you get a notification. Rather than trying to exert more willpower, you can just strategize or plan better. So, at least for me, when I remove one of those temptations away, it feels like my brain stops doing all those calculations and I am more relaxed and more focused and thus more likely to have a better output and a more productive day. And that seems to be the exact way that I managed as a kid to win the racing game. We inevitably step on a ton of distractions and decisions throughout the day. 
Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I move that way? Should I forget about this? What is the best for me? A simple way to reduce that uncertainty and indecision is to set distractions aside. Switch off your telephone. Stop looking at what others do. Storage your willpower for the future and signs of success will make their grande entrance.